Welcome to TJH, your go-to podcast for all things journeying home to yourself. I'm your host, Hayley Curtis, Gene Keys and Women's Transformation Guide, here to encourage and usher you into remembering who you are by peeling back the veil on all things shadow work, self-love, self-worth, relationships, gene keys, breakthrough, awakening, and so much more. One thing I know to be true about you is that you are utterly magnificent. And here at the Journey Home Podcast, I will be walking hand in hand with you as you discover and remember your magic. Let the voyage begin. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the Journey Home Podcast. I have got the amazing Lizzie Dewey with me here again today. Hi, Lizzie. Hi there. (laughs) So happy to have you back for what? Is this the third episode now that you've been on? It is, yeah, because I did the fairy crone one first, so um, yeah, third one. Third one, welcome. Oh, you are. Look at you go. (laughs) Welcome back, my friend. Lizzie is the first episode in a series for February called The Month of Self-Love. We are not only doing a series all about self-love on the Journey Home podcast, but we're doing an entire month of self-love inside the Journey Home membership. And just to help spread the self-love vibes, the Fairy Crone Mothers and I, while we were having our brainstorm, we got together to plan out this month of self-love for the Journey Home community. And it was just, wasn't it just such a beautiful experience, Lizzie? It was. We had so many ideas. Oh. It's just lovely. Getting to come together around just wanting wanting to cultivate more love for the women in our space just felt so nourishing. And I know we were all on a high after oh, after that after that meeting. But one of the things we came up with was, okay, let's do a series on self-love for the podcast. And I really wanted to interview each of my fairy crow mothers. So we've got Lizzie, then we're going to have Megan on, Debbie's going to be on, and then they're each interviewing me. Uh, at the same time, about self-love. And I wanted to do this in three different episodes because I really want to showcase how different self-love can be for each person. I wanted to showcase the importance of self-love and how four very different women have navigated that journey of self-love. Because everything that we do here at TJH is about self-love. Everything about the inward journey, everything about transformation, it all boils down to self-love, all of it. And I've been starting to share a little bit lately in my content and in things that I've been saying is that any single one of your issues, every single one of your problems can be healed through more self-love. And this series is going to help us peel that back a little bit further and just look at self-love from a whole load of different angles because self-love is not just one thing. (laughs) It is not this one thing that you do. Ooh, I'm doing self-love. Done. Box ticked. I can move on to the next thing. If if life was a multifaceted diamond with never-ending angles you could look at it upon, that is the same as (laughs) self-love. 
It is so multifaceted. There is so many elements to it. And we're going to get to explore some of those elements together today with Lizzie and for all of February. So I'm just so happy to be here. And I'm so honored that I get to be sitting here with you, Lizzie, to have this conversation and to peel this back together. And so what Lizzie and I have done, we've both come up with four questions for one another. And we're just going to go back and forth. I'm going to start with question number one, and then we'll just flow from there. Um, so who knows what we have in store for you today, listeners, but it's going to be delightful and it's going to be an invitation into more self-love for you, right? We're sharing our stories with self-love so that we can inspire your journey with self-love. And maybe there'll be something that sparks your interest today or, or something that drops that you go, oh my gosh, I hadn't thought about that before. And um, that would just be our greatest honor to get to play that role in your life. So welcome. Welcome to this episode and welcome Lizzie for like the thousandth Thank time that so I've much. said so far <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> So, shall we just kick it off? I'm just going to ask you the first question, Lizzie. Let's get straight into it, shall we? So, my first, my, my first question. It's very basic, but I think it's the most important place to begin. What does self love mean to you, Lizzie? Okay, um, treating myself well, treating mm. myself with respect and kindness. Um, I think the most basic thing for me is believing that I am actually worthy of yeah. love mm. um, and nurturing myself, being kind to myself. I think for me, it's I show love to myself by showing up for myself. Mm. That's It's part of um, the inner work that I do. And I think that's the the most loving thing that I can do for myself mm. is show up for myself every single day. Mm. Um, I and, and doing this inner work is the most loving thing I think anyone can do, and I think it's the it's the gateway into loving yourself. Mm. Um, and I know that all the work I've been doing with you over the last eight or nine months it's kind of blown my mind because I write and write and you know me, I write pages and pages and pages. Oh, you do. And then <laughs> every, you know, practically every day, this, this realization drops in at some point that my path to transformation all starts with self-love. Everything, no matter which of the, the gene keys, and we've dug into quite a few of my gene keys now, and we're back in the activation sequence again and, and digging even deeper, but everything always comes back to self-love, and it's so bloody obvious. And <laughs> I actually did search for my document, and I've written it so many hundreds of times. I have to start with self-love. Yeah. And, <laughs> but, and, I, and that's not just since I started working with you. It's been mm. something... I've been doing for for years and years and I know that that's where it starts it all has to start with self-love but I do feel as if I'm finally getting it it's finally mm. dropping much deeper now because what I'm realizing is that it's not just about it's not just about it's so easy to say 
I love myself, I love myself, and mm. finding nice things to say about yourself. Mm. But I think that for me, I found that true self-love is about going deep into our shadows. Yeah. Because I think that that's, if we can love ourselves in the midst of those shadows, then that's where that's where you know you you have to move through that fire of the shadow and you have to do that thing that you know you talk about allow accept and embrace that that shadow is a part of you but that shadow also holds a million seeds it doesn't just hold the seed of your gift and the seed of your city I think your shadows hold the seeds there, it's the nurture and soil where all those seeds for all the self-love flowers can grow from. Yeah. And that's been huge for me. And I think that that has actually made the penny drop. It's been, it was like the piece of the puzzle that I had been missing for all mm. those years of writing. Mm. I must practice self-love. I must love myself. But but it mm. was net. I was net because I was loving myself. But there was the shadow was sitting on my shoulder. And yeah. how can you love yourself because you're not worthy of love? And yeah. you know, so I had that little that little voice all the time saying that. But now it's no. I'm going to go into the shadow, and that's where I'm actually going to find the love. Oh. And that's been mind blowing for me. Yeah. My so, gosh, yeah, I, I was just that's... like covered in goosebumps as you were talking and saying that. Like, mm, yes. Like, what I'm really hearing from what you're saying, Lizzie, is self love isn't just to love yourself in certain places, it's to love yourself in all places. Like, that's self love. Yeah. And, and yeah. the deeper, the deeper you've gone into that, the more you're revealing, holy shit, there is so much more love available to me here than I ever imagined there would be. Absolutely. And especially when you come, you come to those places where you know, the shame will come up and the guilt will come up because we've all got shame and guilt about things that we've yeah. done in the past, things that we've thought in the past, ways that we've felt, um, but to be able to still love yourself even when you're feeling that way, that's what it's about. It's not yeah. about um, it being all sunshine and rainbows and, oh, look at me, I'm so happy, I love myself. Because I am, I am really happy and yeah. I do love myself. But I lo I'm, I'm learning to love myself even when I'm right down in that dark place of the shadow. And that's yeah. been... Well, it's been illuminating for me. It's it's mm. just shone a whole new light on it for me. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. I'm so here for it. I mean, what a way to start. You took the first question and you just blew me away. <laughs> well, I'm going to really cheat here. And I've, when you asked me to be the first of the fairy crone mothers to come on, I thought, yes, I get to ask the easy peasy question because I get to ask you. <laughs> uh, what does self-love mean to Haley? Oh, I, oh look, self-love to me means everything. Like it's 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 life. And I guess it's easier to answer like what does self-love not mean? I think is easier for me to answer because because it is so vast and wide and deep. And you explained it so beautifully there, Lizzie. 
But what I believe that self-love is not is just that self-care. I love myself because I'm taking a hot bubble bath and doing a face mask and getting my nails done and getting my hair done and treating myself that self-love. Yes, that can be an element of self-love, but it isn't self-love. You know, I feel like we as a society have labeled self-love as something fluffy, as something airy-fairy, like you were saying, oh, I love myself. Oh, I can say the affirmations and, oh, like I'm doing self-love, you know. (laughs) Self-love isn't something that you do. It's something you become. It's something that must be embodied, not just something that we tick off a list. And to me, self-love is when the deep recognition, the deep allowing of who you are, the deep ah, connection with that burning fire of love that lives within you, it's when that connection turns into action that you are walking in self-love. When you're not doing the things in your life, because if I do this, then maybe I'll love myself more. You know, so often that's how we do it. Okay. If I eat really well and I go to the gym and I feel fit and I find the right partner and I work really hard at my job, then I can love myself. It's around the wrong way. Like that's not self-love. That's actually self-loathing because we're saying, if I don't do those things, I'm not worthy of love. And so self-love to me is when we go in first, connect in first, love ourselves just as we are first. And then through that self-love, that then fuels our actions out in the world and we start moving in self-love. And that's where the way that we show up in our relationships and how we eat and what we do for exercise, how we take care of ourselves, what we're doing in our career, that's when that truly moves in self-love. When the love came first, the love isn't a result of doing. You don't have to do things to deserve your own love. You love yourself first and then that fuels these beautiful movements out into the world. And so, yeah, I think I think the most important thing, and, and you already said it, Lizzie, is that true self-love is is loving yourself just as much in the shadow as you do in the light. It's holding just as much space and worthiness and value for yourself when you feel like you've got nothing as when you feel like you've got everything. That's true self-love. Because if we only love ourselves in the high times and the good moments when we're feeling happy, when we're feeling energized, that's conditional love. We're putting conditions on our love. And the true deep self-love that will change your world and shift your whole reality it's unconditional, it has to be unconditional. That means you've got to love yourself in, in all those moments. And that's not easy. And this is where the journey of self-love, it is not a quick fix journey. It is impossible. If there is anyone out there trying to sell to you that you can love yourself in like a few days or a couple of months or even in a year, <laughs> it's not true. Like the journey of self-love is a, a lifelong journey. It's lifelong because we're going to forget. We forget that we love ourselves. We forget that we're okay to be in the shame and the guilt. And we have to keep remembering, which is why this inner road is so important to keep putting kindling on that fire of the inner self-love 
so that we can ah, we can bask in its beauty and we can actually walk in love instead of walking in loathing, which is the other option, isn't it? That ends up being the other option. You you said something really interesting there and it really helped me when we were working together Mm. Um, because I said to you, I keep coming back to I have to love myself. I have, the answer is I have to love myself, but I don't know how to love myself. And you said, ask yourself, how are you not loving yourself? Yeah. And that was that was amazing. That just that opened a mm. whole new gateway into mm. well, in, into myself and into looking at all those places where. I'm 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 blocking the love from myself yes. because I'm bringing yes. in judgment and I'm bringing in shame and I'm mm. bringing in guilt and mm. comparison mm. and seeing them and then being able to move them out of the way so that you can get deeper yeah. down. But yeah, yeah, it's it's that journey inwards oh. and you just gotta keep on doing it. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up because that is so important. I forgot that I said that, but it's bloody good. <laughs> I always forget what I say to you in these moments, but yes, that is so important because that's the other thing about self-love. We tend to think that to bring more self-love into our lives, okay, I need to do more self-love things. Like like how you said, well, how, how do I love myself more? And usually what we'll do is, yeah, okay, how do I love myself more? All right, I'll do more things that are loving towards myself to love myself more. Yes, that can help, but the true answer is what I said to you, where are you not loving yourself? Because those are actually the gateways and this is where our shadows are our portals into more love. So where we're not treating ourselves with love, where we're not showing up in love, there, right there are the places where the most love can grow because it's this fertile ground just waiting for love to arrive. We don't just go to the places where we already feel love and try and add more love there, hoping that if I just keep adding more love over here, it'll drown out that thing over there. Instead of going right there to that soil and planting the love in there, you know, we can work all we like on our beautifully manicured garden of self-care and the things we like about ourselves over here. And that is important as well. But where your time is best spent and you'll get the most bang for your buck is going over to that barren soil where the shadows are and start digging and planting in there. And um, that's where, you know, the other thing, just the final thing for that question, what does self-love mean to me? At the end of the day, self-love to me means self-honesty. I believe that self-honesty is one of the most potent and purest forms of self-love that we can give ourselves as long as it comes with gentleness, not harsh self-honesty because when we apply honesty with harshness, it can just trap us. But if we are radically honest with gentleness and patience attached, that's when it allows you to be like, there, there, I am not loving myself. And it takes honesty to do that. And once you're honest about the area you're not loving yourself in, that honesty can really move into action. It can move into wrapping its arms around you and being like, okay, what are we going to do about this? Because this is where we need to bring it, you know? And so, yeah, as long as we keep showing up in honesty, we will keep opening up new pathways of love. 
And so that's how I find those new pathways of self-love is just being honest with myself. And I get to be honest with myself, just like you, Lizzie, in showing up to be with myself every day. And so mm, what a juicy sort of broad definition we have started this episode with. I absolutely love it. Thank you for that question. So now we're going to sort of go well, not in the opposite direction. This is still about self-love, obviously, but I'd love to know, Lizzie, was there ever a time in your life where you didn't have self-love and where this wasn't something that you had this deep access to like you do now? And um, what was that time like and and what was it like to shift out of that time? Well, hell yes, is the answer. <laughs> um, so... Uh, Pretty much the first, I don't know, 30, 40, possibly 50 years of my life, mm. <laughs> there was very little self-love. Um, mm. I I felt from a very young age that mm. I was intrinsically unlovable. I didn't mm. feel like um, I was a lovable person. Um, I mean, a lot of that is down to my relationship with my mum um and and the truth that i've been able to uncover is that i never felt loved by her i never felt safe with her mm. um i always felt like there was something wrong something wrong with me mm. and i never seemed to live up to her expectations um but you know we need a whole series of podcasts mm. to explore <laughs> that mm. dynamic with my mother um, you know, I'm still working on it. I'm 60 and I'm still working on it. And mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm going to be working on it for a bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, you know, so I had that pretty dysfunctional relationship with my mom from an early age. Then my dad died when I was 10. And, you know, he was he was the hero in my story and mm-hmm. I never doubted that I was loved by him I always felt loved by him and and I just became this very sad girl who just felt utterly unloved in the world mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it's really hard in those circumstances when especially when you're a child if you don't feel like you're getting the love you don't learn you don't learn how to love yourself no. it's just not something it doesn't even enter your consciousness you don't know what it is if you're not if you if you're not in an environment of love it's very hard Mm. to to feel that for yourself so Mm. I did grow up with that feeling of of loathing myself and of feeling worthless and the constant feeling of never being enough and I I don't think the word self-love was even in my vocabulary yeah um until I reached my probably my mid-30s and that was crisis after crisis had propelled me into doing this journey of the inner work and and that was where the first spark um sort of landed and it was like you know it was a tiny 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 little spark but I starting to do the the journey of the of the inner work and and really looking I mean at first I felt like all I was doing was looking at the shit and all I was doing was looking at the darkness mm. but that and and I'm you know I'm I'm still working on my shadows 
but I think the more you work on it, you kind of blow in a little bit on those those little embers yeah. and and it and it's it kind of starts to take root without you even noticing it. I think this is why I think you know when I said you said like what is self love? I think the most important way to love yourself is to show up for yourself because I wasn't mm. all those years of journaling and and really looking at myself. I wasn't at any point thinking I'm finding my I I won't I'm I'm doing this to love myself. I'm fine. I'm finding a path into loving myself I was trying to find a path out of the darkness yeah and I think as I looked more and more into the darkness I started to see that tiny little flame mm. that actually maybe there is somebody in here who is who is worth it who wow. is enough and you know, I might possibly get to a point where I might like her and I might love her, and but it took a lot of work, you oh, know, and yeah. it took it took a lot of being in the darkness. And I'm, I mean, what have, I've been working with you now eight or nine months, one to one, and and it just keeps coming as this huge, these it's like waves of breakthrough keep happening to me that I have to love myself. That's the most important. That's where all this work has been leading. And I think even though for like 20 years I was writing and I never would have felt that I was that I was loving myself. I I was too busy excavating the crap and, and <laughs> digging through the crap. Which was the I ultimate self-love. You didn't even know. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know that that's what I was actually doing. Yeah, um, wow. So, so yeah, I think, yeah, there have been times where I wasn't loving myself, but then I started loving myself without even knowing it. Mm. I think I I obviously did know. I think that deep, deep down in my heart, because we we all know all the answers, and somewhere deep, deep inside me there was that light that can never go out it can just get obscured by all those layers of crap you know so I was digging my way through to it mm. and it was always there and that's always what I was doing and even when it was pages and pages of of hate that was coming out I was hating myself so much mm. how could I have been so stupid how could I have let myself get into these situations the love was still there underneath yeah. and all I was doing was just finding a bit of a circuitous route to get to it. Yeah, wow. So, but yeah, so I think oh. that's it. That's it. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing some pieces of, of your story, Lizzie, because, man, it is so inspiring, so inspiring. I think that sometimes we might think that self-love is reserved for those who have had an easy upbringing or self-love is reserved for those who have it all together. Um, but you're absolute proof that that's not true, you know. And I absolutely believe that the more darkness that we face in our life, it's just because there's so much more love for us to excavate and for us to find. Um, 
And it's so important, the part that you said about how when we're children, if it's not part of the conversation in the home that we're in, self-love never enters our consciousness. It's often a concept that we only really start to understand in our 20s, even in our 30s, um, because we're so just bombarded with our family's way of life, then our schooling and media and just everything. And it takes that time until we are really emotionally capable as adults to start sifting through all of that, to find what the truth is and, and to lead us back. And I believe that all paths always lead back to self-love. Just like you were saying, you went the darkness route, but all along it was the, it was leading you to self-love no matter what you chose to show up and dig into all, all streams lead to the one river and the river is self-love, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So even, even when I, I felt like all I was doing was moving through darkness, I was really, you know, I, I was loving myself because even though it was a really hard time, I still showed up every morning. I sat down with my journal every morning and I yeah. said, okay, you know, I'm doing this. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to keep on digging until I find the answers. That's um, self-love, right? It's not going and getting your nails done and getting a cute blowout. Self-love is showing up and digging through all of the shit and the darkness and the pain of your own life. I mean, how different is that from the way that we can try and perceive what self-love is on the outside? Because I think we do that because we don't want self-love to be the deep, dark shit because we're like, oh, but I don't want to go there. So don't tell me that's self-love. If you tell me self-love is making myself pretty looking meals and treating myself to, you know, a glass of wine and some chocolate on a Friday night. Yeah. Everyone's like, I'm there. You know, so it's very easy to sell self-love when we wrap it up in that nice little package. But the, yes, that can be part of self-love, absolutely. But if you really want the depths of self-love that fulfills your soul, sets you on fire, ignites your purpose and just oh, makes you so grounded in your being, it's the path of the darkness. It's the path of the shadows. It's the path of self-honesty and the path of really sitting with yourself and your stuff. That is the ultimate love. And then all of the other things that you do will just hold so much more purpose in them because of that, you know? So, oh, mm. I love it, Lizzie. Thank you for sharing. Um, so I've got a question uh, for you about, I know we're talking about self-love, but I wanted to bring in relationships into Ooh, this yes. well okay so in the past um when I I'm, I'm in a great relationship now but in the past I have been in less than equal relationships hmm. uh, there's definitely not been an equal balance of power or however you want to say it and when I've wanted to focus on myself and on my healing, which was always journaling. That was my main focus. I've been accused of being selfish mm -hmm. because I wasn't putting the other person's needs first. And I think we see this imbalance again and again, where one person in a relationship thinks that their needs are more important. Mm -hmm. And I just wondered, 
um, I wanted to ask you how we can counter that, how we can navigate these unequal relationships in a, in a way that still allows us to put our own self-love first mm. without compromising our safety within the relationship because it, you don't feel safe if someone is accusing you of being selfish because you're spending time on yourself mm. can be really hard mm. it can be much easier just to say oh okay I'll put myself aside mm. and I'll focus on you so mm. I just wondered if you how you felt yeah. about that how you yeah. bring that you know how you bring self-love in a in a situation like that totally and I think this is something that a lot of the women in our community Lizzie have come up against like once they start digging into the inner work they're like oh like my husband is saying these things or you know um like some people's husbands are like okay like are you done spending time like being obsessed with yourself now like these sorts of comments that we can get and that can happen in a safe loving relationship right so that's one conversation and then the other side of it is if if someone's actually in an unsafe relationship and there's like really shocking behavior and abusive style behavior that's a completely different situation and self-love in that situation would look like leaving that relationship, right? So that's that scenario. I'm going to talk to the scenario where it's the relationship where, you know, you're going to stay with your partner, but they're just being a little bit bitchy <laughs> when it comes to the work that you're doing and, and they're not used to it, right? And so a couple of factors here. Number one would be having patience and grace for your partner, for them not being used to you doing this if you've never done this, right? Because if your partner's been used to you just doing stuff for them all the time, never spending any time on yourself, never prioritizing yourself, as you start to do that, even though you know that it's grounded in all of these really pure loving intentions, to them, it's just change. To them, it's just like, oh, she's starting to do this and now you know, and, and change can be scary for people. And so knowing that there's going to be some patience around that and knowing that it's actually might be difficult for them. And just, I guess, holding this consideration in our hearts for, yes, I am going to spend this time, but I know it might be a little bit difficult as we shift and change with, with this dynamic. And so in doing that, I think it's really important to be prepared to have beautifully grounded conversations around this with your partner. It's really important for us not to react, right? Because then it goes against the whole point of why we're doing this. So if we're saying, I'm doing this to love myself more, I'm doing this so I can be a better person. And then our husband or our partner says like, oh, you're being selfish. And we go, oh, well, I'm just trying to bam, bam, bam. And we react back. <laughs> Well, we're not really selling it very well, are we? <laughs> not really, we're not really uh, backing up the reasons why we're doing this. And so when the, if they do come at us a bit defensive or say something rude, these are the times to return non-love with love and without getting defensive in a very grounded and calm way to say, to let them know why this is really important to you, to let them know um the reasons why you found yourself here doing this and to let them know that it's not about, it's not because of them, 
right? And this is when it's a health, like a healthy relationship that's just having a little bit of, you know, trying to ground ourselves. Just letting them know this is, you know, I'm doing this journey, yes, for me, but I want to be a better version of me for you, you know, because that's the whole point of this work. Yes, we're going in to love ourselves, but only so we can be of better service. So it's really important to let our partners know that, that it's not just this selfish thing that I'm just doing this for me so that I can be better. It's like, I'm, yeah, I'm doing this because I want to be a better wife, a better mum. I want to be, um, I want to love myself more. I want to feel more connected with you. I want to feel more connected with everything. And I'm not just doing this for me. I'm doing it for us and for our family and um, just having a beautiful conversation around, you know, I know that it's different and I know that maybe it means that some things that you're used to it looking like might shift, but would it be okay if you could just hold space for me to do this? You know, like kind of inviting them. That's where we invite them in on the journey without them needing to be on the journey, where we just let them know how much we appreciate them holding the space for us to do that work. That's something that I often say to Bevan, like, oh, thank you so much for just holding the space where I feel safe to do the work. And so when we talk to them like that from the beginning, we make them feel safe in it. Because there's another thing about our partners, and I think this is one of the reasons why they can get a bit funny about it, is it's just their own fears, right? Just like we have fears of doing the inner work, then it will trigger their fears as well. And and for some of our partners, some of the fears might be, oh, my gosh, but if she does this work and works through all of her stuff, what if she doesn't love me anymore? And so it's really important for us to let them know, I love you. I'm doing this because I love you. And I really want to love me too. And when I love me even deeper, I know that it's going to make my capacity to love you grow and grow and grow. And so I think that that's really important to, to not react, I think is just the most important thing. Otherwise, we're never going to have them buy in on the work because if all they're seeing is reaction in return, they're just not going to believe it, right? And we just have to be patient with them. It's okay for them to find it difficult in the beginning. But if we want them to understand, it's it's our responsibility to help them to understand. And so just, yeah, doing it from that real grounded, loving way. Mm. Lovely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Does that answer your question enough? It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, that part of it is not having expectations of mm. them that mm. they – because you can – I know from – for myself I can be really um you know massive changes are happening I'm having these breakthroughs I'm doing this inner work and and I feel like like I'm a completely new person in here this is a whole new Lizzie that's in here but then Mm. they're expecting you still to be the same person because you look the same on the outside yeah and you're like right can't you see that I've changed? Why can't you see that I'm <laughs> myself now? Yeah, we, that reaction thing. Totally. And we've got to know that um, I think we were talking about this this morning, weren't yeah. we, on Boxer? Yeah. And I was saying, yeah. like, we have the breakthrough and we know we've changed because we can feel it. But all the people in our life, this includes partners, parents, family, best friends, all they know is who we've always been. and 
the way in which we've been living our life for decades, we've been training that person to know exactly what to expect from us. And so just because we've had a big shift internally does not mean that they're going to get that overnight. You know, the people who are closest to you can be the ones that take the longest to really see the shift because they're looking at you just expecting you to be who you've always been. And so instead of us getting reactive and annoyed that they're not seeing it, we can hold compassion and grace and patience knowing that that's going to take time. And instead of just telling our partners who we've become, we have to show them who we've become. And we can only show them who we have become by grounding in deeper levels of love and showing up in deeper levels of love and returning non-love with love and you know, we have to show them. It's not just, oh, I had a breakthrough. Now I'm going to go tell my husband about it and he's going to get it. You know, that's another part of this journey. You don't have, they don't need to know everything that that you're digging into. They don't have to come on this journey with you, like in the nitty gritty. They get to come on the journey as a byproduct of you just becoming the woman that you're meant to become. And I tell you what, they start to notice And in a moment where you would have usually reacted or usually would have said something or behaved in a certain way and you don't, you just watch the little facial expressions on their face and you you notice them go like, oh, like, oh. And then you lock eyes and you have this moment of connection or love where it never used to exist before and you just melt and you go, it's all worth it. And even then you don't say anything. Even then you don't then go like, oh, did you notice that? That was all my inner work. Look what I did. It's like, eh. you don't even say anything then. Was it this one I was telling you? Like we get to be sneaky cheeky with our, <laughs> like sneaky cheeky inner work. I wrote that. Sneaky cheeky self I think it's, 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 you're right. And it's like, it's a thing that you have talked about before where when you fill up your own cup, first you fill yourself up with that love then they're going to get the overflow so it's going the more you love yourself I know it's a cliche but it's so true that the Mm. more you love yourself the more you're going to be able to love them and I know that when I have I have moments of breakthrough where it's suddenly like wow yeah all I need to do is love myself. I just need to <laughs> love myself. And I can't help it. It bubbles out of me. And I love him even more mm-hmm. because I'm tapping into this whole new wellspring of love yeah. inside myself. And so, that, yeah, you can't it help but time. let it pour out. Yeah, yeah it does yeah. take time. And that's it. We have, I think we have to take that that gentleness and patience that we know we have to show to ourselves and we have Mm. to double it and treble it and Mm. multiply it by a hundred for the people Mm. around us because Mm. they're not inside and they're not seeing all the stuff that we're seeing. They're just seeing the overflow. So we have to be patient. Yeah. And, and we don't need them to validate what you're finding to be true within yourself either. Because then that's just trying to find love externally again, you know. If it only if your breakthrough only means something, if your partner can understand it, was it really a breakthrough? You know, I know. if it's just happening inside you, it's enough, and trusting that it's enough, and trusting that over time that will flow out into the dynamics and the actions. And what you're really working on when you're deepening your self love is your aura. 
you're like, as you start to access more of the light inside of you, more of the light comes out of you in your aura. And simply by being in the room with your partner, they're being impacted by you, right? It's not even in the things that we say sometimes, it's just in our frequency. Like as your frequency just starts to shift and you become lighter and you start to beam light more, they are impacted. And, but they're never going to really know necessarily that you put in so much work to do that. And that's part of self-love, not needing to be pat on the back and being like, oh, well done, you did this for us. Like that's not the point. The point is that deep level of fulfillment that you'll get and that's that sneaky, cheeky self-love where you can see that you did that, but maybe no one else knows you did. And that's enough. That's okay. Like you can revel in that. That's okay. And then there will be times where it is validated and that's beautiful too. It's okay to have it validated. Um, And you can enjoy those moments, but just, yeah, don't make it be the reason why you do it. Um, Yes. It's a deeper reason. Yeah. yeah. Oh, such a good question. I'm so glad you brought relationships into this because, I mean, if if we're not cultivating more self-love for our relationships, why else are we doing it, you know? Like know. it's we as we love ourselves more, the whole point of self-love is as you recognize the love that lives within you, it connects you to all things and all all beings because that love that lives in you lives in everything and lives in everyone and so as you understand your own love more you understand the love that lives inside your partner and the person next door and the person that really pisses you off it's just as much in them as it is in you and this is then what ends up connecting with you with other people and it's our route to unity which is the ultimate thing that we're moving towards so thank you all right i got my next question for you miss lizzie and i mean we've we've already talked about a few of these things but I'd love to know like some of the specifics around how you cultivate more self-love in your life well you already know that you journal um you can share a bit more about that practice if you like or just some of the yeah either practices or perspective shifts or the things that you bring focus to for your life to cultivate more self-love um well yeah you're right um journaling is my main practice mm-hmm. um even that it's changing though as I the more work I do the way I journal is changing mm-hmm. um but I f- I think it will always be there in some form having that daily check-in with myself is like the foundation of not only the inner work but of my self-love and my mm-hmm. self-care because it kind of it regulates my system to sit down every morning and write. Um, and and for, for a long time, that was the only practice that I had um, for self-love. And, yeah. and it was, you know, it took me a long time to be peeling back all of those layers to to get to a place where I was using my journaling practice as a way of loving myself I, I think I was all along mm. I realize now looking back but um it didn't feel like that at first but I think and I think everything that I do that where I show myself love it all comes from making a commitment to myself mm. you know it's it's about that commitment to me mm. so that is 
the showing up for myself every day. It's being kind to myself. It's it's catching myself in the judgment and the reaction and being able to see that so much quicker and say, no, it's okay. I don't I don't need to react in this situation. I don't need to judge myself or someone else in this situation. And and something that's become more and more apparent over the last year is how gentle I need to be with myself. So the commitment is a big part of it. That's the that's the bedrock of my self-love. Yeah. But the gentleness is the other pillar of it mm. and being kind to myself and giving myself space and not beating myself up you know looking at that thing that you asked me about where are you not loving yourself was such a good place to start because there was no gentleness in there it was all yeah. about I was judging myself and I was comparing myself and, and all these ways I wasn't loving myself. But if I am gentle with myself, then the self-love becomes much easier. If I am gentle and I make space, um, I'm I'm finding I use the pauses so much more. Um, and that's I don't pause to sit and think I love myself but it is a way of loving myself mm. because I just stop mm. and I'm breathe. you know I focus on my breath and that is loving myself allow- mm-hmm. you know for someone who spent so many decades wound so tight that all I was doing was shallow breathing the fact that I every you know a few times a day I consciously stop what I'm doing and I just focus on my breathing, that's loving myself. Mm. Um, But I think another thing is um, it's not just the commitment. I'm investing in myself. I'm investing that time in myself. I'm giving myself time. I don't just I mean, there was a long time where my my journaling practice was literally the only thing that I did. And it was I'd have to get up an hour earlier than I really needed to because I had to be able to, you know, fit that in because it was the only time that I was given to myself. But now I give myself time during every day. It might just be three minutes at a time while I listen to a pause on the triple flame, but I I take time every day. I take time to listen to my body. So I'm investing my time in it as well and my energy. And and another thing that I'm doing is I'm investing financially. Yeah. You, You know, it used to be caring for myself was not something that I could have possibly have spent money on Mm. but now I do and and yeah that is things like going for a massage every now and again or having my nails done because it's it's nice Mm. and it's like a little therapy session because she's so lovely but it's this as well it's this work that I do with you I think Mm. The fact that I invest in coaching with you, mm. that's like the biggest message to myself that I love myself. Yeah. I I 
I'm worthy of that. I deserve that. Mm. It's not just my time. It deserves my my financial investment. It deserves my wholehearted investment mm. in myself. And that is how I love myself. That mm. is, and, and it reminds me every day to love myself. I'm doing this because I want to learn how to love myself because I deserve to love myself. We all deserve to love ourselves. Um, so I think I'm, I'm saying I'm worth it. I deserve this. Yeah. And reminding myself of that every day. Mm. Mm. That's question. Oh, yeah. And I love that you brought investment into it because investment it's got a lot to do with Genki 32, the shadow of failure, the gift of preservation. The gift of preservation is a gift of investment. And Richard says that at the shadow frequency, we see an investment as losing something. So in, in the shadow states and in the not loving yourself state and the closed hearted state, you would see investing money into coaching as losing money. Because if I put my money into that, I'm just going to lose my money or um, putting your time into it. If I get up early to go and sit and journal, I'm just losing an hour. That's how the shadow sees it. But the gift sees what that investment is going to bring in return. It doesn't see a loss. It sees a gain in an investment. And so when you invest your money in coaching, all you see is, is all of the gains that you're going to get in your understanding of yourself and levels of love. When you get up earlier in the morning, you know how much that's going to give you in your day. When you pause for three minutes, even though you might feel like you don't have time, you know that when you do take that pause, it gives you back more time. And, you know, so just redefining um, investment, obviously investment actually means to gain something back, but so many of us don't see it that way. And we get stingy. We get stingy with our finances, with our love, with our time, because we don't believe that it's worth anything. But you've really, with an open heart, when you invest with an open heart, man, you are blessed 1,000-fold on the other side. And I think it's one of the ways that you can tell yourself that you love yourself. Yeah. You know, you're saying, you are worth it. Yeah. You deserve this. Yeah, even before you believe it. Because yeah. sometimes it's the investment that's going to help you to believe it. And yeah. you've got to take yeah. that risk to put yourself on the line. And that's yeah. when, just like you said, those tiny little flickers, the little embers, they're enough sometimes yeah. to make that investment of your time, of your energy, of your love, yeah. of your patience, of your money, so that you can keep moving forward. Because if you're never willing to invest anything, well, you're never going to get anything back. I know. And, hmm. I know. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I think another relationship-related question, yes. if that's okay. Go for um, it. So um, <laughs> even if you're in a really good and you're in a healthy, balanced relationship, we can still feel guilty about mm. giving ourselves time to focus on our self-love. We can feel we can be made to feel guilty in subtle ways. And I was thinking a lot about this as I was trying to come up with the questions. And I I personally think that this is much bigger than us. This is an ancestral wound. Mm -hmm. I think that women have, for thousands of years, 
been told that they have to put other people's needs first. Yeah. And I would be, I would love to know how you feel about that, how you think we go, how do we heal that ancestral wound mm. and give ourselves the love we deserve mm. that our parents, our grandparents, our mothers, our grandmothers, our great-grandmothers, they deserved it too, but they couldn't. So how do we do that? How do we heal that wound? Mm, yeah. Oh, beautiful question. I think the most important place to begin with healing a wound like that is is in understanding that it exists, right? Just like what you've just said there, how you, when you contemplated it, you realized this is ancestral. This is generational in nature and that's actually the birthplace of the healing to understand that it has been there for so long so no wonder it's so difficult you know those moments of like oh no wonder are very healing where we recognize like I'm struggling to take time for myself I'm struggling with I'm feeling guilty like why why am I feeling so guilty and and then when we really look back and we go, okay, well, what was it like for my mom and her mom and her mom and her mom and her mom? And the further you go back, the more you go, oh, <laughs> oh, no wonder I'm finding it so difficult. Look at what it has been like for generations past. And that's healing because it's okay that it's hard. It's okay that it's difficult to do this. Because if it wasn't difficult, that would be weird. You know, we are healing thousands of years of oppression, right? We are healing thousands of years of a patriarchal model of living. And we're in a transitionary period at the moment. We're not on the other side, right? We're in a transitionary period. And so just knowing that these feelings are going to come up already makes it so much easier to deal with. Because when the guilt does come up, it's like, it's okay that that's there because it's so a part of my DNA and it's a part of my ancestry. But I'm the one in my lifetime who is playing my bit to pave the way because each of the women that came before you, she did her bit too. And even though we may look at our mothers and their mothers and their mothers and not see like radical self-love and putting themselves first, you will have seen them take a step further than what their mother did though, you know. And so it's just as much as they each played their part in um, women rising, now we play ours. Our piece in the puzzle is this next step. And so what is that next step? Right? And And getting to see your part to play is painted in the tapestry of your entire generational line is so beautiful and very freeing. And it, it doesn't feel like you have the responsibility to heal the whole fucking thing in one lifetime. Your mom and her mom and her mom, they've already done a lot of the work too. Like it's, it's about not disregarding their work, but also seeing that they could only get so far. And now you're the next one on the path and you're walking the next stretch of path. And just walking that next stretch of path as well as you can. And, you know, as, as you do that and as you acknowledge, oh, no wonder this is difficult, it actually gives you 
it gives you the energy. It's like all of the women that came before you gift you that energy to put the next step forward. You know, you're not just doing it for you. You're doing it for them as well. And you're doing it for every woman that's to come. This is important work, very important work. And so I guess being gentle and patient with ourselves yet again in what that looks like. You don't have to rip the thing out overnight and think that, okay, this, yes, we can have this beautiful attitude of this ends with me. Like, I think that's such a beautiful attitude to have. This ends with me. Yeah. But it, this ends with me is you making your lifetime this ends with me, not you ending it with you tomorrow. Because then you're just going to go back into the shame spiral because you're going to think you've ended it, but you haven't. And then when you haven't, you're going to be annoyed at yourself and carry the shame and the guilt again and keep going back and forward. It's like this ends with me and I'm going to keep walking. And each time that I hit that twang of shame or guilt, I'm like, oh, this is the next step on the path. You know, this is my piece. I'm going to keep walking. And so it's just a, a different perspective to hold on the whole thing. And then to really ground into, well, why do you want to shift that? Really getting deep on that, contemplating that, writing about that. Okay, why is it important for me in my lifetime to shed as much guilt around taking time for myself and shed as much guilt as I can around building my own self-love as I can? Like, why is that important? And as you ground into that question, man, your heart's going to reveal to you some real beautiful wisdom, especially if you have children of your own, of, of what that's going to mean for your children. And this gives the time you're spending with yourself and this gives this whole inner journey a higher purpose because that's what we need to pull us through these generational patterns. We need a higher purpose. Otherwise, we'll become complacent and the shadow will just pull us back in. The DNA will pull us back in and, and we won't make any shift. And then our next generation, they'll have to work through all of our shit that we never did. Yeah. So really grounding into that why will give you that higher purpose so that in the times when it is really hard, in the times where there is a sly comment from someone, in the times when you do feel guilty, you just ground even deeper into that and be gentle with yourself and it's okay. You know, it's okay. And then that's something you can share with your partner in a beautifully grounded way, not in like a, oh, I've got to, you know, us women, we've got to stand up for ourselves and we, you know, you're not going to tell us what to do. And it's not about getting all sassy about it because that's not the point. <laughs> the evolution of women isn't so we can all just be sassy bitches. It's so that we can be like these grounded wellsprings of overflowing love that is actually the thing that's going to change the world. And so yeah. we can, but first we need to understand why we're doing it before we can really communicate to our partner or anyone why we're doing it. So really taking that time to ground into the past, ground into where you want to go in the future and what does that mean for you in the now and what does it sound like when you communicate that in a grounded, loving way. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that question. Okay, I have my final question for you, Lizzie. Um. And I just would love to know, like, what do you want other people to know about the journey home to self-love when it comes to women and men, just people, when it comes to people 
coming back home to love themselves. Yeah, what are just a few things you'd want them to know about that? Very broad question. I apologize. (laughs) It holds space for your wisdom to pick out what. I I think it's the most important thing that Mm -hmm. you will ever do. Um, I truly believe that if we are able to love ourselves, then everything else flows from that. Yeah. That that is it begins here. Mm. Um, um like I said earlier, um I mean how often I tell you that loving myself is the key. It keeps coming up all the time. I, I'm realizing more and more and and it doesn't feel like I'm repeating myself when I write it down. It's like wow, it's like it blows my mind every time I realize that loving myself is the key. And and I'm I'm deep in my inner work and I've been doing my inner work for years and I will I've come a long way. And I celebrate that about myself. I ha- I can see how far I've I've travelled along this road. And the more I travel and the deeper I dive and the more I get to know and understand myself, the more obvious it becomes that <laughs> loving myself is the key to everything. And it's so <laughs> obvious. It's just that, like, you know, it's a Debbie, well, fuck me moment. <laughs> Of course it is. And and I think what I would say to other people is is so worth it. It is so worth putting in that work to Mm. know yourself, to love yourself and to understand yourself because the rewards, that gold that you find deep inside yourself is, uh, it's worth it a million fold. It's, It's more... It's more important than anything else. I've, I again, I repeat myself so often to you, Haley. I've said so often. <laughs> this feels like the most important thing that I can do is this yeah. inner work, and the bedrock of it is loving myself. And mm. and I get that it's not easy. Um, mm. you know, no one is ever going to tell you that this journey home to self-love is is all the sunshine and fairy dust. It just isn't. It can be a bloody hard road. Um, and you can come up against, well, for me, there's so much shame and guilt over the past. The, you know, the more I excavate and dig deep into all those shadows, yeah, the, the shame and the guilt is going to come up. But every now and then you have that holy shit moment where you realize, God, this really is worth it. And this is the most important thing I can do for myself. Because if I get this right, if I can love myself, then everything else will just fall into place. And I hope you don't mind. I I actually I've got a document here because I wanted to read something to you that you had said to me because you said this amazing thing to me a little while ago and and it totally blew my mind and it completely changed the way I think about doing this inner work. You Mm -hmm. said that regret doesn't need to equal self-loathing and that was huge for me. Mm -hmm. The fact that 
I can still regret because we do. We all have things in our past that we've done and decisions that we've made and situations we've let ourselves get into and things that we haven't done. (laughs) And Mm. I can have those regrets, but it doesn't mean I don't love myself. I can have those regrets and I don't need to hate myself for them. They're just there. Um, And and it's like you, you said earlier about the path to honesty being the fastest path. I mean, there's no quick fix, but that path to honesty mm. is the fastest path. Mm. And and that was just understanding that is was just such a potent piece of wisdom that you yeah. shared and it really changed how I felt about it. Mm. Um and you and it's I mean I've I've been journaling for decades now and I, I write about journaling. I, I try to encourage other women to journal because I know how powerful it is for me. And um, I'm going to quote you again. I hope you don't mind. You said to me, <laughs> no, when I was saying, oh, but I've got all these, you know, there's all these terrible things and I have all this regret and there's all these these things I I find it hard to forgive myself for. And you said, know that you are safe to write down the things that you're ashamed of and know that you can love yourself even when you're putting them on the page. So even when it is really hard work and even when you don't like the things that you're seeing when you're doing this inner work, because you are going to see things that you don't like about yourself, you can still love yourself. You can still hold compassion for yourself and you can still be gentle with yourself and you can still find so much power in that mm. in that gentleness there's so much power in that um so yeah oh that I would say do it I know it's hard I know it's hard I've been there I've done the really hard stuff and I'm still doing it and I'm still I mean, I'm I'm happier than I've ever been in my entire life. Every day I get happier. Every day there is more love in my life. But I still come up against things that I don't really want to look at, that are hard to look at. But it is so worth it because the gold at the end is is just all love, and and it just and it just fills you. And when you let that suffuse you. You change the world. I think. Oh, I mean, the listeners can't see, but I'm bloody teary as all buggery over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, just listening to you talk about, um, yeah, this whole idea of regrets and the things that we may not have forgiven ourselves for. Um. Yeah, just that whole thing of I still I remember saying that to you, like you can regret something and love yourself side by side. Because I think then then this whole forgiveness thing is sold to us, like, okay, until you forgive yourself for that thing, then you can't love yourself. So if you get if you regret that thing you did, you can never love yourself there. And I call bullshit <laughs> because there are certain things in life that we should regret, right? Like for example, if and neither of us have done this, but if, if you murder another person, you should regret that for the rest of your life. 
So it's not like you should let go of the regret and like, okay, I don't regret murdering that person anymore. So now I can love myself. It's like, no, you can regret doing something that you didn't like that you did and love yourself still, even though you had this moment in time or this length of time where you weren't showing up in the capacity that you know that you're capable of doing it. That's true love, right? That's that unconditional love. Unconditional love doesn't mean no regrets. Unconditional love doesn't mean that shame and guilt suddenly no longer exist. They still exist, but you love yourself even amongst that. And, and that was mind-blowing for me when yeah. when you told me that. And it was it was so obvious. It was like, of course. Mm. But it just, it changed everything because we can get fooled into thinking that to get to this holy grail of loving ourselves, we have to sort out every issue in our past. Be pure. Please. <laughs> Release absolutely every bad feeling that you've ever had. Forgive yourself for absolutely everything. Have absolutely no, that you're some sort of like sainted being, that you have to be completely and utterly washed clean of everything before you can get to that holy grail of loving yourself. Yeah. But the real, the real treasure is that you can love yourself and have all that shit going on around you. Yeah. You can love yourself. And while you're on the way exactly (laughs) it doesn't have to be you know the end point it's Mm. the journey the the self-love is the journey Mm. Mm -hmm. it's the year and it just gets bigger and it just gets better all the time so beautiful thank you for such an incredible answer (laughs) thank you um this kind of leads me on. My, I've got one last question for yes, you. And, and the last one. It kind of flows in. So you did a, a wonderful podcast recently about remembering. Mm. And and it's, I think, it's we forget all the time. We forget. And I think it's very easy for women to forget to show themselves self-love. You know, we get so busy and we have so many demands on our time and we simply forget to give ourselves the care and the love that we need. I mean, I know I keep forgetting. I remember I'm lucky. I've got my anchor of showing up every single day for myself and I anchor myself back into it. But I just wondered if you had any sort of tips and techniques that we could use to remember that we're worthy of our own love. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, because we, my oh my, are we going to (laughs) forget? And here's the thing where minds will try and punk us into believing that we only forget because, well, my life's just so hectic, so that's why I'm forgetting. You know, oh, I've just got too much on in a day and that's why I forget. But that's not true. I live a very easy breezy life (laughs) and I got all the time in the fucking world and I tell you what, I forget just as much as everyone else. It's not about having a free schedule. If you've got a free schedule, you're not suddenly going to remember that you love yourself. It's got nothing to do with that. And so that's the first thing is to stop telling ourselves that the only reason I'm forgetting is because of this or that. And we're putting all of these external reasons on our forgetting. The reason why you're forgetting is because you're a human. And no matter what 
lifestyle you're living, whether it be the full-time working mum with four children and a, a husband and I don't know, bloody tennis and squash three times a week, you know, busy lady, whether that's your life or you live a life like mine where I'm a, you know, married, no children and just cruise with my own business throughout the week. In both scenarios, you're going to forget that you love yourself. So first of all, taking taking full ownership of that, that, okay, this isn't, it's not seasonal, the reason why I'm not loving myself, because that's what we can buy into. We think that it's seasonal, like, okay, well, once the kids are in school, once work slowed down, then I'll be able to love myself. But this is just not true because the kids will be in school and work will slow down and you'll still forget just as much. And then you'll be like, well, I'm fucked. <laughs> and it's like, it's okay. So it's got nothing to do with how busy your life is. It's just all has to do with, with, with the vessel, right? Comes with the costume. And therefore we just need to accommodate for that, right? This is what it's all about. Just accommodating your life for the fact that you're a human who's going to forget that she loves herself or who's going to forget that he loves himself. And so what are you going to do about that? What does that mean for the way you live your life? And it doesn't mean needing to take big chunks of time. So the time thing isn't a factor here. It doesn't mean, okay, now I need like two hours in the morning to myself and I need an hour by myself before bed so I can remember. Nah, it's just the tiny little pauses throughout the day, which no matter how busy you are, you have these. I said it, did I say it in a post or a podcast when I said like everyone has to take a shit like that's a pause. <laughs> like, don't be telling me, don't have time for a pause. You got to go poo poo, just like everybody else. <laughs> right? So, we've all got these natural pauses in our days that we are ignoring and that we're filling, instead of filling those gaps with self love, we're filling them with scrolling on our phones. We're filling them with um, worrying about everything. Um, we're filling them with like, just going to the fridge or the cupboard, like we're filling the natural gaps that could be the moments of self-love that we so crave with things that are taking us away from self-love. And so to love yourself more is simply to pause more often. That's actually it. It's the formula. The formula to self-love is to pause. And the more often you pause, the more you will grow to love yourself. And those pauses can be just a couple of breaths. Like you said, Lizzie, every time you stop and you breathe into your belly, you are loving yourself. Every time that you just pause for a moment and you notice the butterfly that was going past or just the way the sun was flickering on that tree, you've just learned to love yourself a little bit more in that moment because simply knowing that you're worthy of pausing for 30 seconds or three minutes or five minutes or whatever it may be for you, that's the most radical act of self-love because we all live in a world that is grabbing for our attention all of the time. And so the ultimate love is to say no to that and just pause and be. And then, of course, you can support these pauses to become more potent based on the investment you make on your inner road. So even without doing any inner work, you can just start pausing and your life will start changing. Just by slowing down, just taking a few breaths, your life will change. 
but let's say you came into the journey home membership and you did the coming home journaling journey. That was the first one you ever did, Lizzie, and it like blew your mind. You're like, did you write this course for me? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) So you came in there and you did that course. You took 10 minutes a day to work through that over a few months. Then every time that you pause in that day, maybe you just ponder on that one thing that you learned that day and you create a bit of space around what you were learning. And because you're creating space around what you were learning, it actually starts moving in your life. Because we can read all of the self-development books, listen to all the podcasts, do all the courses and see no change. Change will only come from that which we are spending time on if we then create little pockets around it, little spaces around it, right? And so then you actually start to see your pauses cultivating more of that which you're learning. Or you might dive into your gene keys, And then in those little pauses, maybe you're pondering on that gene key and what it means for you. And then in the background of your life, as you're living your busy life and doing your busy day, these epiphanies start dropping in from what you were learning and you're seeing them before your eyes in your real life. You know, I had one of these today where it just suddenly dropped in, you know, a couple of years in gene key 15, it just blew smoke right up under my butthole and I just went like... I was like, holy shit, (laughs) like it's something just landed for me, not because I was taking this huge chunk of time, but because I'd invested time in pockets and then I'm looking at my life through the lens of what I'm learning and I'm creating space for things to drop in. You know, this is how, this is how more self-love grows. This is how like, oh. It happens in the pauses and you enhance those pauses by the things that you choose to dive into in your specific inner work time. Uh, And it's really difficult in the beginning, very difficult. And it takes some discipline in the beginning, which is why it's so important to be grounded into why you're doing this. But I tell you what, it gets pretty easy pretty fast. Because the moment you start pausing and the moment you start doing the true inner work, which is the style that we teach inside the journey home, the epiphanies start landing pretty quickly. And as they do, they feel pretty damn good. And then you're so willing to show up to the next one. And you might sit in a little bit of discomfort and then it reveals another piece of love to you and you go, oh. I'm safe to sit in that discomfort. So then the next discomfort might be a little bit bigger, but you know you can sit in it because you know what to ex- you're expecting more love on the other side. And then boom, there it comes. You go, ah, oh, I could do this. And before you know it, you're a bloody deep cave diver. <laughs> like, I live in the cave. <laughs> you know, like, I'm just under there. Isn't, wait. It, <laughs> isn't it so interesting that? We think because of the the society we live in and the this sort of consumer society where there always has to be there has to be something yeah <laughs> for you to get something out of it you have to have something in the first place but actually to get the most out of it because mm. you need the nothing you need the space yes. you need the gap and yes. that it's not you don't love yourself by yeah, you can love yourself by giving yourself gifts and having a massage and doing all these different things and, and even sitting down with your journal. 
but actually doing nothing, just stopping. Mm. That's where the real treasure is, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is. And that's just, it's oh. that space, the gap. It is. It's where, where it all is. It all lives in the gap. Oh, my gosh. Said by a 48 uh, janky purpose, I mean, <laughs> was his 48 purpose, and it's all about the the gap. It's all about the nothing and the shadow state fears that are known so much and so it can never access those deeper levels of self-love. But as we, as we understand that we are safe to move into the unknown, that's when we really start to reveal the most fulfilling types of self-love. Um, because no matter who you are, this is what we all seek. We think that we want more money in our bank account. We think that we want the perfect partner. We think that we want the perfect house and the job and the really amazing holiday and the this and the that and the hot bod. You actually don't. You think that by having those things that you'll love yourself more. Yeah. But that doesn't happen. The thing you truly want is to love yourself more and you have just as much access to that now as you do when you have all of those things. The external things do not equal more self-love. You only get more of that by going inward. You only get more of that by connecting more deeply with yourself. And it's a it's a never-ending journey because <laughs> you'll keep forgetting. You know, Lizzie and I, we both have a lot of self-love. Like I love myself a lot. But I also have days where I feel like I hate myself. And that doesn't mean that you've done self-love wrong because that's another thing that I think people come up against as well, Lizzie, where they've put in lots of work. And I know you have experienced this too. I definitely experience it. Sometimes people put in so much work and then they hit an, another moment of, of hating on themselves and feeling so down and feeling so stuck and feeling so numb. And then the first reaction is like, oh, well, I've been doing it all wrong then. I didn't get it right. I didn't get self-love right because if I did, I shouldn't be feeling like this. And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> Take a breath. This is just the next place to love yourself. This is just the next phase of loving yourself. And so, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not something to be obtained. It's a journey to be taken and the journey never ends. And that's not a sad thing. It's not like, oh, well, that's shit. It's like, no, the journey never ends because there's always more love. That's why the journey never ends. Yes. Because you reveal this big nugget of love and you think, oh, my gosh, I couldn't possibly experience more love than that. Boom, next moment there's more love. Um, <laughs> and yeah. the more love comes on the other side of more challenge, more struggle, yeah. more self-loathing. Right? This is how we access love is through fear and the fear will come up and try and tell you that you're not good enough and you're not this and you're not that and as you openly sit with that and go I'm safe to feel this the next level of love comes through um and yeah that's life that's the journey that we're on we're on the journey of unlocking new levels of self-love and we do it through new levels of challenge yeah. and so to have sort of tools in our tool belt or things in our backpack because I always see this journey as we're all 
our we're all children with a backpack on and a treasure map and your treasure map's your gene key profile and you're like, ooh, which journey do I want to take today? And in your backpack, you can have some things that are going to help you. You have your gene keys book. You have your journey home membership. You have your your close people that you can talk to. Um, you know, you have your pauses. You have your triple flame app. Yeah, you have these things, you have these tools that you've cultivated in your life. You've got the massage and the going to your lady at the nail salon. We've got these things that we know that we can do. Um, But in order to do them, if they're all in the backpack, guess what you need to do in order to do them? You actually need to stop, get your backpack off your back, open it up and be like, okay, got to take something out. But if we just keep going from one thing to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, we never even give ourselves time to open the backpack to use any of the tools that we've bloody got. So the pause always comes first. The pause has to come first, you know? Yeah. Mm. It's interesting. I We did an exercise, um, an exercise, make it sound like school, um, <laughs> Debbie's craft project uh, for January about creating our vision board for 2024. Mm. And I had all my images and my words and my various things that I wanted to put on it. Um, I didn't really have a plan, but I thought, yeah, I'm just going to put all these good good things on it. And as I was making it, and I wasn't conscious of doing this, I left a great big gap. And there's a great big gap in the middle. And I did. I thought, oh, do I need to put something there? But it was like, no, I need to. Part of this year's journey is really accepting the gap, mm. the void, the space, because that's where all this other good stuff is going to come in, is if I just let myself be in the space and in that gap. That's beautiful. And I can get all the rest of the stuff, all the yeah. love. Yeah. Wow. I mean, what a beautiful note to end on, self-love needs space. All right, self-love needs space. And so if you're listening to this right now and you feel like you want more self-love in your life, where can you create more space for self-love in your life? What might that look like, creating more space for it? Right, where's the soil? Where are the places where you're not loving yourself? They're your spaces. They're wide open fields, those places where you're not loving yourself, wide open. What do you want to do with them? What kind of garden might you be able to plant in those places? And just gently doing that, not trying to have a fully grown garden in a week. Right? We are not here at TJH. We are not in the business of like, rah, 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 get all excited, jump up and down, plant a freaking mature garden in a week and expect it to flourish for the rest of your life. doesn't work that way. So many people think it does and it just doesn't. (laughs) You're just going to plant one bulb at a time and water that and be patient and you're not going to see anything grow for a little while and then one little flower is going to pop up. And you're going to nurture and love that flower and be so proud of yourself for growing it. And then you plant another one and another one. And over time, you grow this self-sustainable ecosystem that 
it'll get to a point, you know, people, it's very popular here in New Zealand now, instead of doing veggie gardens, people are doing food forests where they're just self-sustainable. You do it in a certain way that you plant certain things next to each other and then you just let it run and it just re-harvests year after year and you don't even have to touch it anymore. That's what business we're in here at TJH. We are growing self-love forests. They take time. They take extra care. They take extra effort. You know, it's the harder path that you get to live long-term the life of your freaking dreams, right? And that's self-love, baby. Welcome to February. Welcome to the month of self-love. Oh, what a way to kick it off. Thank you so much, Lizzie, for being here. Oh, what a nourishing conversation. I feel like just this conversation, I love myself more from this conversation getting in conversations around self-love and the trueness of self-love that just reminds us all that we are so worthy no matter how we're showing up today we are so worthy and um yeah if you're listening right now and you're not a member of the journey home oh my gosh come join us for february you can join just for a month and leave or you can come and you can stay if you do join in the month of february we are spreading the love you can bring a friend for free and if you are a journey home member listening to this and you have not yet used your free month for a friend what you doing girlfriend go and find your friend gift her a month inside the journey home and you get to be her little guide for the month showing her all of the things that you love about the space and um Oh, it's going to be delicious. One thing that Lizzie and I are doing is we're doing a journaling journey for February where we're collaborating. Oh, 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 I'm so excited. Lizzie's put together a whole month's worth of self-love quotes and she's done a short little contemplation on each. And then I'm doing like a podcasty style mini, very mini, like we're talking five minutes and under each day where then I'm going to talk about it and pose you a journaling prompt. And so that's coming out every day of February inside the journey home. And um, yeah, Lizzie and I would love to hear how you go with that if you're a member and you're inside there so be sure to leave a comment under each day of what it brought up for you we would love to hear um yeah just how you're cultivating deeper self-love for february so that's it from me lizzie if you want to say goodbye to the listeners oh thank you for having me i love i love talking to you it's my favorite thing to do Oh, let's talk about love. What an amazing way to start the week. A whole whole hour and a half of talking about love. My favorite thing. And I mean, you're a a Jinky 12 in your IQ. So even your mind is all about falling in love, baby. It's the Jinky of falling in love. (laughs) I love love. (laughs) Oh, so do I. (laughs) Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. And we'll speak to you real soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is such an honor to bring my heart directly to your ears. The TJH podcast is in her early days. So if you could take a quick moment to leave a rating on Spotify or write a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be extremely grateful. And if you enjoyed the episode, I encourage you to share it with a friend to help spread the Journey Home message far and wide across the globe. 
I deeply appreciate you and I will chat to you again very soon.